Hey, Ross, it's Rich Eisen. Yeah, it's Carl Mecklenburg. What's up? This is Ty Lawson. This is Jordan Hamilton from the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. Welcome to the show, everybody. Colorado Sports Guys podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my people of the interwebs. Once again, your boy here, Nate Timmons, Ross Martin, not going to be on this show. He is at a conference either in the great state of Pennsylvania in the city of Philadelphia, or he might actually be in New Mexico. Um, he might not be either place. I don't know. He sends me texts and emails periodically and just kind of says, hey, I'm not going to be around. Don't really know where he is. So, you know, wherever in the world you are, Ross, hopefully you'll listen to this at some point, and uh, hopefully you're doing okay, man. Hopefully you're doing okay. Uh, all right, big show today. Not really. Uh, I'm going to probably, I don't know how long I'll blab for on here, but for a little while because uh, myself and Jeff Morton are going to be representing this podcast, Carlisle Sports Guys, uh, along with Colin Daniels and John Reedy for a smashed up, mashed up super podcast on Thursday at Boone's Tavern, I believe. So we're going to be doing a big show then. Just wanted to bring you guys something on this uh, this usual day that we have for our Tuesday listeners. Whenever you listen to this, who knows? But um, anyway, away we're going to get with that stuff. But uh, before we get into everything that we're going to talk about today, I want to remind everybody to go to coloradosportsguys.com. And once you get there, you're going to see at the top of the page a banner for Amazon.com. If you'd go ahead and click that banner, it's going to reroute you to Amazon. And then you can just do your normal shopping. And we get a little kickback from Amazon for directing you there ourselves. So if you want to help support the podcast, do a little bit of shopping on there. Help us out a little bit. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, of course. Maybe you're already following us on there, at C-O-L-O Sports Guys, Colo Sports Guys. And if you want to get a little personal, you can follow Ross Martin. He is at Hi Roscoe, H-I-R-O-S-S-C-O. You can follow me as well. I'm at Nate underscore Timmons. T is in Tom, as I say on the phone. I-M-M-O-N-S. I always say that. It's always fun. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. If you want to like us there, then you'll get uh, feeds to all the stuff that we do on Facebook, which is not a whole lot. Mainly we um, you know, provide you with a link to the show and provide a couple links to some interesting sports stories from time to time. But we haven't done that from time to time in a while of time. Anyways, uh, we're going to get into talking a little, I don't, I don't want to start things off with Broncos because that's the big grand finale of the show tonight, so we're going to talk Broncos last. We're going to talk a little bit of Nuggets before that, but I also want to get into just a, a tiny touch on a little bit of local hoops as well because there's, you know, there's a lot of basketball going on right now and there's a couple pretty good teams in Colorado. You know, Air Force might be doing pretty good and Wyoming might be doing good still as well, but... I didn't look up anything on them, so I'm not going to talk about them. Sorry about that, uh, cadets, falcons, and uh, cowboys. Sorry. Anyway, uh, a couple of personal stories before we get into things here. First things first. I posted the other night. Gosh, I don't even remember what game it was now. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. 
During the Nuggets game, though, I was talking with uh, Benjamin Hockman today down at the old uh, Nuggets practice. We were talking about how much you get to actually see when you watch the games on television. I mean, they'll help you focus on things like, you know, we talked about we completely missed out until it was brought to our attention via Twitter. And, you know, if you happen to rewatch the game later, the Kenneth Freed incident where he barfed into a towel on the bench, you know, from where we sit, unless you're really paying keen attention, typically everything's kind of obstructed because during a timeout or whatever, where Ben sits, you know, they'll come out, um, the players and whatever, there's kind of a wall to the bench. So you can't really see anybody sitting there because of all the people in your way. Uh, and myself, uh, where I sit as well, um, same thing pretty much. And I'm usually, you know, during a timeout, I'm paying attention to the Jumbotron because uh, I love the Kiss Cam or I am trying to see what kind of cool stuff they have going on on the court. You know, regular Joe's trying to shoot three-pointers. So probably my bad. I should probably pay attention to what's going on on the bench. But hey, sometimes the players are paying attention to what's going on on the Jumbotron, so I can't be at fault. But anyway, uh, the, so the Nuggets are playing at home the other night against... Gosh, who was it? Oh, the Utah game. Perfect. There we go. January 5th, uh, the Saturday game against the Utah Jazz. Uh, thankfully, I recorded the game at home because after the game, I went home, rewatched the game that night, and Altitude, you know, they caught the, the Kenneth Freed puking into a towel, and they also caught another little gem, but it happened so quick on the broadcast, I think I remember Chris Marlowe even said, oh, Ty Lawson uh, putting his shoe back on there. But I slowed the video down. I looked at it, and what Ty Lawson did was crawled on uh, crawled across the bench. Well, he got on he got on the ground, got on the court, and then crawled in front of Daniil Gallinari and Kenneth Fareed to where Javale McGee had his shoes off. He was, I think, icing his feet or whatever, and one of his big giant peak shoes was sitting there. I know it was a Javale McGee shoe because he's sponsored by Peak Shoes, a Chinese shoe. So it was his uh, unmistakably his shoe. Uh, and Ty Lawson uh, crawled forward, grabbed the shoe, and then went back to the, the bench. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to Ty today. He kind of snuck around where the media was and went in this back door to the weight room. Uh, pretty smart tactical move on his point because I wanted to ask him what he did with the shoe because the altitude coverage just showed him grabbing the shoe and then disappearing. And then, well, it didn't disappear. He grabbed the shoe, and then they cut back to the actual game. Uh, I think Alec Burks was shooting free throws at the time. And the only thing Chris Marlowe noted was that perhaps he was putting his shoe back on, but it was JaVale's shoe. So I took with the magical powers of uh, my brain, I slowed the, t uh, the the little incident down in super slow-mo, and then I decided uh, to upload that onto YouTube from my awesome Android phone that keeps breaking. Uh, that's another story. But So I upload this thing onto YouTube, uh, make a couple links to it, you know, uh, throw it around on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this thing kind of starts blowing up a little bit. I notice it gets like, you know, 50 views. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then I notice it gets, you know, it gets closer to 100 views, over 100 views. People start leaving comments on there. And then uh, my boy Jeff Morton, he sends me a link to the Basketball Jones podcast, which I listen to. It's the guys from Yahoo Sports that run Ball Don't Lie. Uh, they talked about it on their episode yesterday i think that's eh, i don't know one of their episodes this week they brought it up and said hey the denver stiffs guys have video of ty lawson stealing javel mcgee's shoe uh ty lawson and then my sister i was talking to her on the phone and uh, she tells me that she sees ty lawson retweet uh something about him stealing a shoe so she clicks on it and then she looks at the youtube name and she's like the tobin 73 
that's my brother's YouTube channel. So she's kind of looking at it. And the, the last time I looked at it, it had 2,000 views. Uh, and I looked at it again a few hours later, it had 3,000 views. My sister looked at it and had 17,000 views. So when I was talking to her on the phone, I went to it. And it had 20,000 views. So then I started really following it. And then it got to 30,000, 35,000, uh, 42,000. And last I checked, it was at 52,000 views. So that's probably, I don't know. I've, we get a lot of people that read Denver Stiffs and, and that listen to this podcast as well. But 52,000 views for one thing that was just so simple kind of blew my mind. And I was even talking uh, with Hawkman about it you know, today at practice. And I'm like, you know, I uploaded this video, yada, yada, and it gets 50,000 views in a couple of days. You know, it's crazy. And we kind of were talking about, you know, sometimes you'll spend a long time writing a piece and, you know, sometimes won't get as much fanfare as something fun and simple like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm a YouTube legend. The only thing I didn't do was when YouTube sent me a link like last year. They wanted me to put uh, advertising on front of my videos, and I find that to be super annoying, but you actually get paid if you do that. So I don't know how much you get paid, but 52,000 views, I wonder how much money I missed out on. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of funny, but I, I hate the advertising on there. I would hate to you know make people sit for you know 30 seconds or whatever. If you can do that five second and then skip the ad, that's always fun. But anyway, that's that. Uh, another thing I was thinking about today... I'm at the gym and I'm doing the uh, stair climber and then I go, you know, I usually lift weights, go do a little cardio, go lift some more, come back, do more cardio, different machine because I hate doing one thing for a long time. I just get incredibly bored and then I just start thinking in my head how I want to just smash my head into whatever is around and then wake up in a hospital. But anyway, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the treadmill running and I'm just thinking like, good Lord, like I haven't done any cardio for like a week or two, probably. I've just kind of been lifting weights. Um, I made up some excuses, you know, like, oh, geez, I got a headache. Or, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have a headache or I'm not feeling quite well. Maybe I should just focus on lifting weights. So I get uh, myself back on uh, some cardio today, and it's horrible. I mean, it's awful. Uh, I'm not liking it. I feel uh, out of breath quickly, feel terrible. And then I start thinking like, Oh yeah, it's probably because I've been eating like garbage lately. Haven't really been paying too much attention to the old diet. And then with New Year's, you know, rolling around in the holidays, you just kind of get into some bad eating habits and you're just like, man, I don't need to pay attention to this because I'm struggling here. <laughs> so and then I kind of feel like one of those New Year's resolutioners, you know, you look around and there's other people in there trying to figure out, uh, you know, what kind of equipment there is and whatever. And they're trying to get their thing going. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm almost in the same boat here. I'm completely out of shape right now. And then I was thinking about going to uh, one of my cousin's boot camps with uh, Fitness in the City. If you ever want to look them up and go do a nice little boot camp for yourself. I want to try to have him on here sometime to talk about his boot camps as well. But uh, it's another story. But I was thinking about going to do one of his boot camps. He does them on, I think, Tuesdays and Thursdays evenings over off like I-25 in Evans. And I'm like, if I go to one of those things, I'm just going to completely embarrass myself. I mean, they typically have a, a pretty good amount of uh, of girls there and whatnot, and of course, guys too. And it's just like, you know, you got to be ready to step in there and do some work, or else you're just gonna, you know, look like a total chump. And I wasn't ready to do that. I'm not ready to do that. I want to step in there and do okay. So, didn't want to go embarrass myself there. Interesting story, eh? <laughs> but uh, you know, then I was thinking about I need to get my nutrition back in order a little bit. So. 
I, I don't like the term diet, and you should never, you know, diet really. You shouldn't starve your body ever. You should actually eat, uh, what, small meals, Ross, right? Huh? Huh? If you were here, you'd tell me. Is that the thing to do? Eat like a, you know, about a fist size full of whatever kind of stuff you want to cram down your little face there. Do that five, six times a day, and you're good to go. So anyway, got to pay attention to the old nutrition. Got to pay attention to the old cardio again. Pool season, only a matter of months away. You know, you don't want to go out there looking too bad, right? You got to get the tan, spray tan, fake tan, get out in the sun, something. You know, be amongst the people in the summertime. So that's always important. All right, that's it. That's it for that junk. Uh, coming up on this show, we're going to, like I said, we're going to hit on a little college hoops just very quickly uh, before we get into some Nuggets talk, lead into that. And then we're going to finish up with Broncos because the Denver Broncos are done with their bye week. They are back to practicing, getting after it. Uh, huge, huge game coming up. It's been a while since the Broncos have won a playoff game, I believe exactly one season. So, um, But, you know, that one playoff win, Broncos were just happy to be there, right? So we're going to talk about, uh, talk about the Broncos as well at the end of the show. Get that thing going. We'll be back talking a little bit of Hoop City. to find that song and play it but i don't really know who it's by and i didn't want to look it up but it's true they are playing basketball in fort collins and in boulder uh csu is rolling along with their season they are 13 and 2 but they have yet to play a mountain west game i believe they have uh i think they have one coming up this weekend i think they might play new mexico on uh the 12th whatever day that is saturday but uh, CSU 13 and two, they're in a three-way tie for second place in the Mountain West, along with New Mexico and UNLV. So they are doing nicely, the old Rams. And if you want to follow CSU football, CSU basketball, anything Colorado State sports related, if you like to read it instead of just hearing about it on podcasts or whatnot, I encourage you to visit AlwaysSunny.com, and the Sunny is like Sunny Lubick. So always sunny, S-O-N-N-Y dot com. That's a new CSU blog. Uh, my friend actually writes that blog. I don't know. I didn't see his name attached to it. But um, he used to write in college, I think. Maybe he was out of college. But he did a lot of world traveling. And he had a blog then. And it was just about his experiences, you know, like in, uh, I think he was in China and maybe some parts in South America. But uh, I've known him since high school, one of the best writers I've ever uh, known, so highly encourage you to read his stuff. Pretty funny guy, always has a pretty fresh take, but that's alwayssunny.com, as in Sunny Lubick, and uh, it's Always Sunny in Fort Collins is the whole name of that blog, so a little spin off the old show, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Uh, so yeah, check that out, and then um, about an hour away from Colorado State University is those hippies in Boulder. Uh, CU Buffaloes having a pretty decent season as well. They are 10 and 4. Unfortunately, they are 0 and 2 in, uh, Pac 12 play. And I think everybody knows that, um, that 0 and 2 should really be 1 and 1 and that the 10 and 4 should be 10 and 3, uh, because Buffaloes got screwed over when they played in Tucson against the Arizona Wildcats. They hit a shot to win it at the end of that game that was, uh, not counted. 
They went to overtime. But as you see a lot of times in basketball, the team that makes the comeback, like Arizona did, they came back, uh, I don't know how many they were down by towards the end of that one, but uh, they made a run, had all the momentum heading into overtime. It was just one of those games where you're like, if this one heads to overtime, they're going to lose. CU will lose because they don't have the momentum. And Arizona is just going to truck them in OT, which they uh, they pretty much did. Uh, I was I was pretty worried that another game last night in the NBA was going to go down that way. The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Washington Wizards. Wizards were up by 10 with like three minutes left. And then Oklahoma City, like I told you guys when I did my last solo podcast on Christmas. How sad, podcasting alone on Christmas. But um, I told you Oklahoma City likes to make those crazy late runs, and they did. But then Washington's uh, Martel Webster had a crazy four-point play. He had a three, got fouled, sank the free throw, stuck his tongue out after that three. And I was like, that man has a gigantic tongue. Thing was huge. So I don't know why he doesn't put it out there more like Michael Jordan. Probably afraid he's going to bite it off at some point. Uh, what the heck was I talking about? All right. So that, that was the old uh, college sports basketball stuff. Um, I don't know if anybody watched that BCS game last night for more than an hour. Uh, Alabama crushing Notre Dame 42 to 14. I have a couple huge Irish fans and I let them have it via email today a little bit. Not sure if they were happy about that. They didn't really respond too much to my trash talk about how their team didn't show up and how nobody's going to remember the season Notre Dame had. They're just going to remember them going to another bowl game and getting slaughtered. So... Good for you guys. Good for the old BCS. I think it's over, right? There's no playoff. <laughs> they need a playoff in the old NCAA for sure. So anyway, that is my college talk. Uh, gosh, I almost want to take another break so I can take a breath here. Should I do that? Should I take a little short one and come back and talk a little nuggets right after this? My people listening to this, you don't know how important that little break was. I needed, I needed to breathe there. Something, something wrong with that, with me, maybe. <laughs> Your Denver Nuggets uh, playing pretty decent basketball the last couple games. Uh, last week, we podcasted on Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, we did, during that Clippers game. We actually podcasted during the Clippers game. I didn't go to that game, so I could podcast with my boys, Ross and Jeff. Uh, Nuggets are now 20 and 16. That's good for eighth place in the Western Conference. Last week, they picked up three wins, one loss. They beat the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Lakers in LA. And they lost the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Nuggets, pretty horrible loss to the Timberwolves, but Minnesota's not too bad. So it wasn't the fact that Minnesota's a really crummy team and Denver lost that made that uh, a, a bad loss, but the fact that Denver was home, they were 9 and 1 at home up to that point. They were uh, 9-1 and at home. Uh, Who did they play? Uh, Minnesota was coming off a back-to-back. They played in Utah the night before, and they got crushed. So, And then uh, no Ricky Rubio. Kevin Love actually rebroke his hand in that game, so he's going to be out for a while. You don't want to play the Nuggets right now, by the way. Uh, Kevin Love got hurt in that game. Uh, and then against the Lakers, the Nuggets went into L.A., beat them 112-105. to Jordan Hill has a partial tear in his, I think something in his hip or something like that. The Lakers reserve center, who is their big rotation guy off the bench. 
Uh, Dwight Howard in his right shoulder tore his labrum, which is the same injury that Drew Brees had, which is horrific. And I think Andre Miller tore his labrum last season as well. I don't know if anybody remembers he was wearing that giant shoulder pad thing. Um, and then uh, Pau Gasol took an errant uh, JaVale McGee arm to the face, and it's he got smashed in the nose, blood all over the place. So Jordan Hill, Dwight Howard, Pau Gasol, all going to miss a little bit of time for the Lakers. I don't see how Dwight Howard doesn't miss a whole bunch of time. I mean, torn labrum. I had a buddy that had a torn labrum. He had to have surgery, did a bunch of rehab, but if he didn't get the surgery, his arm popped out all the time, or his shoulder would pop out of place all the time. So if Dwight Howard is going to play with a torn labrum, he might be, I mean, I don't, I don't know how he's going to do it and be any kind of effective. He's already dealing with that back injury and looks horrific. So, boy, Lakers are in serious trouble. They're playing the Rockets tonight. 15 and 18 Lakers playing the Rockets. And God dang it, that game is on. The Lakers and the Rockets are playing. I'm listening to it on, a, on another podcast, um, Matt Moore's CBS Ion Basketball podcast. They're talking about that matchup tonight. And I'm like, I'm driving home, and I'm like, please, please tell me that this game is not on NBA TV. Tell me it's on League Pass. I get home, turn it on, turn on the old menu, fire it up, look, and the freaking Rockets-Lakers game's on NBA TV. And when you buy League Pass, they don't give you NBA TV. Why? What is wrong with you? Just give me the damn channel. I want to watch all these games, and there's always a good matchup. And I miss all of them. And no, I'm not going to pay Comcast another five bucks a month or ten bucks a month for all these stupid golf channels and fishing channels along with NBA TV and NFL Network. Sorry, not going to do it. Why? I don't know. Well, whatever. It doesn't seem worth it to me. Uh, anyway, that really makes me upset. Uh, the Nuggets got a, their biggest homestand of the season so far coming up. They had 12 out of 15 games at home in the month of January. They have some more home games uh, at the start of February as well. But just focusing on January for now, this four-game homestand going to be the biggest one for the Nuggets this season. Wednesday, January 9th, the Orlando Magic are here. Aaron Aflalo, his first trip back to Denver. Orlando beat the Nuggets in Denver's second game of the season, so the Nuggets need a little payback in that one. Um, actually met a um, Orlando Sentinel reporter today down at Nuggets practice and kind of talked to him about a flalo a little bit. Uh, he's talking about how Aaron's taking on more of a leadership role with the Magic. He was starting to do that here in Denver as well, and uh, the Magic are on a nine-game losing streak, and he was saying that a flalo's really been... He's not frustrated, but he's been wearing his emotions on his sleeve like he does. You know, you can just tell that he's he wants his team to do better than they are. And Orlando, not really that bad of a team. I mean, they're in the East. I think they only have like 12 wins this year, and the nine-game losing streak has really crushed whatever playoff hopes they may have had. But, you know, they're developing some young guys. Another guy that I'd like to watch in that one is uh, Andrew Nicholson at a St. Bonaventure. He's a Canadian. I actually got to interview him at the Nuggets pre-draft camp workouts. I thought if he was on the board with the 20th pick that Denver was going to take him, but he was actually selected 19th by Orlando, so that question goes unanswered. Would the Nuggets have taken Andrew Nicholson over Yvonne Fournier? I don't know. Big question. I don't know. Uh, so Orlando will be here tomorrow, Wednesday, whenever you guys listen to this. Uh, Friday, January 11th, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to be here. I think that... Uh, Big floppy hair dude, Anderson Verjao is hurt, but get a great chance to see Kyrie Irving in that one. 
and I believe if you go to cardosportsguys.com, we have a link on there to score big. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's Nuggets tickets on there. Might be, but you might want to check that out. You want to get tickets to that game. Highly recommend it because Kyrie Irving is something else, and he's got to be sweet to watch in person. Remember last year he actually beat the Nuggets. I was sitting in a suite, and uh, he had a great game. Actually hit the game winner for them and then defended Ty Lawson, uh, and Lawson missed a layup to win the game because of Irving's uh, pretty good D on that play. Sunday, January 13th, that's going to mark uh, when the Golden State Warriors come to down to town, to downtown. <laughs> Warriors will be here for the fourth and final matchup of the season against the Nuggets. Denver holds a 2-1 uh, to one series advantage. It'd be key if Denver can get a win there because that would uh, be huge for the playoffs. If Denver somehow ends up with a tied record with Golden State, they'd get the nod because they own the head-to-head matchup, and that's what you want to win. You don't want it to go to you know, Western Conference standings, whatever, you know, you play against yada yada. But Golden State, good team, still playing well. That'd be a good game to get to at the Pepsi Center as well. And big reason to see that one, uh, Wilson Chandler, he's going to try to mark his return for that game. George Carl actually talked at practice today. They said, would Chandler, since he's been practicing, could he play against Orlando tomorrow night? And George is like, well, the 13th is, you know, he echoed the 13th is the day for Chandler to be back. Uh, that's going to be interesting because I don't know what the Nuggets are going to do for minutes there. I mean, George has gotten uh, pretty comfortable with his bench rotation. A little sip of water there for old uh, Gimbo. George has gotten very comfortable with his bench rotation. You know, Andre Miller, Corey Brewer, and JaVale McGee have been eating up all the minutes in that eight-man rotation. You'd like to mix in a ninth player. You know, George likes to do that with uh, Fournier or Jordan Hamilton, sprinkle them in a few minutes. And then uh, Timothy Mozgov gets you know a few minutes depending on who the Nuggets are playing. If they're playing a big team like the Jazz, you'll see a little more Mozgov than you might normally. Um, uh, so Golden State, you want to check that out. Uh, I don't know how Wilson's going to mix back in with his team. Like I said, I don't know whose minutes he's going to eat into and what George is going to do there because they also have had a pretty nice rotation of uh, sliding Gallinari down to the four. But Corey Brewer then usually plays a lot of small forwards. So, I mean, I think if it's going to be somebody, if he's, Chandler's going to take somebody's minutes, I think it could be Corey Brewer. Uh, and, you know, I don't really mind that. And I wouldn't mind seeing – well, I would mind seeing Iguodala and Gallinari come off the floor for extended minutes because those guys are playing. They're starting to get in a groove, and you don't really want to mess with that. You don't really want to mess with where the Nuggets are right now rotation-wise. It's, it's, uh, it's, they're finally starting to form an actual rotation. So – That'll be interesting, and as well, I mean, Julian Stone's back too. Um, <clears throat> he made his debut against the Utah Jazz, and Carl actually told me after the game there that you know he's been considering using Julian as kind of a defensive specialist in certain situations, and he said he asked his veteran players about that, and nobody said you know that he can't play, and George really commended Julian on his uh, great defense. So mixing Julian Stone and Wilson Chandler back into this team I mean, the rotation's at eight right now. It's at nine sometimes, like I said, with Fournier and Hamilton wanting minutes, and then you add Julian Stone and Wilson Chandler, and the Nuggets are kind of right back to that uh, problem they had early in the season of too many players, not enough minutes. So uh, that's not a good not a good time to be an NBA head coach right there, trying to balance that out and make, you know, freaking eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12, 13 guys happy. So that's, that's a rough job. Uh, Tuesday, January 15th, uh, Portland Trailblazers are here to finish up that four-game homestand for Denver. That'd be a great game to see as well because of Damian Lillard being in the house. So 
That'd be good. That'd be a nice little, nice little thing. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention here about the Nuggets, um, my dude, my colleague over at Denver Stiffs, Andrew Feinstein, uh, wrote an article this past week. I actually talked with uh, George Carl for a second about it today because George Carl apparently likes to read some of the stuff we write there on Denver Stiffs. Um, but uh, Andrew wrote an article kind of suggesting that the Nuggets might want to rethink some of their offensive philosophy uh, <clears throat> in part because Denver's three-point shooting percentage is, I think, 28th in the league right now out of 30 teams. So not very stellar there. And Andrew's kind of taking a look at, you know, if we don't have the guys on this team that can shoot three-pointers, then George Carl wanting this team to take a lot of three-pointers to go along with getting to the rim. And, you know, getting to the rim means also getting fouled and getting free throws that perhaps the Nuggets should look at developing more of a mid-range game and let some of these players, like maybe perhaps Andre Iguodala, Daniel Gallinari, and Ty Lawson, who might be comfortable with their mid-range game a little bit, let them kind of you know incorporate that in, take away some of those lower percentage three-point shots, and take some of the higher percentage uh, mid-range twos. Um, <clears throat> just kind of looking at it, I was just kind of breaking it down on my own here. And uh, if you look at it, you know, if you don't want Denver taking three-pointers because they're shooting 33%, you know, which is 28th in the NBA, like that looks ugly on first appearance, you know? If you look at that rank, 28th in the NBA in threes, you think, well, obviously that's bad. I mean, they're almost dead last, right? So then you look at the number one three-point shooting percentage-wise team, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. They shoot uh, 39.5%. So really, what's the difference between 39% and 33%? Well, I broke that down because, you know, that's what I do. So uh, if you look at the attempts, if you want to look at real stats instead of just percentages, uh, attempted three-pointers this year. Oklahoma City, I'm comparing them and the Nuggets because Oklahoma City, again, ranks number one in three-point shooting percentage. The Nuggets, uh, I believe, 28 to 33%. So what's the difference between 39 and 33? Attempts-wise, Oklahoma City is 17th in the NBA, and the Nuggets are 13th in the NBA. Oklahoma City has attempted 648 three-pointers. The Nuggets have attempted 675. So Denver's shot a few more threes in Oklahoma City, but I'd argue 675 to 648, not a ton more. I mean, not not a ton over, you know, 36 games for Denver. It's not it's not a lot. The Knicks actually lead the league. They they've shot uh, 995 three-pointers. So the Nuggets at 675, the Knicks leading the league at 995. That tells you a little bit of a difference between Denver's offense and New York's. New York is uh, obviously relying heavily upon the three-point shot. The Nuggets at 13th with 675 attempts. They don't rely on the three-pointer. They rely on more so getting to the rim and scoring in the paint. So that's that's where main that's where De- Denver's main offense is. So just continuing here, um, so attempts attempts wise, that's what you got. Made-wise, Oklahoma City ranks 11th in the NBA with actual made three-pointers at 256. So out of the 648, they've made 256. That gives you that percentage of 39. Uh, Meanwhile, the Nuggets rank 20th in three-pointers made at 223 and 13th in attempts at 675. So 223 made out of 675 attempts gives you that 33 percentage. So if you break down the made threes for Oklahoma City, 256 to Denver's 223, you have 33 more made three-pointers for the Thunder, which equates to 99 points. 
Now, if the, if the Nuggets shot a better percentage and they got those 99 points out of 36 games, that's going to raise Denver's average, you know, about two points a game. But you never know. What if one of those games they made 10 of those threes and it gave them another 30 points in a, one of those games where they scored 70 points and lost, you know? So anyway, I just thought it was interesting because really in the NBA, when you look at these percentages, you're not going to, you are going to see a discrepancy in between actual makes and actual attempts, but sometimes the numbers aren't as big as you might think. The gap's not as big as you might think, but um, I think you're going to see the Nuggets even improve a little bit on the three-point shooting. You know, Danilo Gallinari is shooting 34% this season. He shoots about 36% on his career, so he should come up a little bit, hopefully, but he's also probably, I think he's attempting more three-pointers now than maybe he ever has in his career or just as he has as a nugget anyway so he's definitely shooting a lot more threes so hopefully that percentage comes up it's never a guarantee uh cory brewer third about shooting about 34 percent igadala 33 tie 31 brewer shoots about 30 percent so you're seeing pretty good numbers from brewer right now he might actually come down a little bit but i think with the work he's done over the last couple seasons with his three-point shot that he's actually, he's in a good place. I think he's going to stay around 34% area. He might come down a little bit or he could go up. So Iguodala, he shoots about 33% on his career. That's where he's at right now. He was a little bit higher last season, shot 39%, but that could be a little bit of an outlier season. Um, So I think with Iguodala, you might be seeing what he's going to do from three-point land. He's going to have good nights, he's going to have poor nights. Yeah, that's a good. He's either gonna make it or not make it, right? Uh, Ty Lawson shooting only thirty-one percent over his career. He shoots about thirty-seven and a half percent. So, hopefully, Ty Lawson. I mean, he's kind of been the whole question mark this season. You know, he's kind of had a down season as far as shooting percentages go. Uh, I think I broke it down uh, before. I mean, his his shooting averages are about the same, but his percentages are all down. So, hopefully, we'll see Ty bounce up there a little bit, and that'll raise the team percentage a little bit as well. And then, you know, Chandler getting back, he's only shot like 25% on this season. He's about 32% three-point shooter. He's not stellar from from deep. So I don't know if the Nuggets will be gaining a ton with him coming back into the lineup as far as long ball shooting, but uh, he's definitely a guy that likes to take mid-range, mid-range jumpers, as people on Denver Stiffs can uh, attest to that. So... Anyway, that's kind of where we're at with the old uh, Nuggets. Uh, kind of a funny video that went around uh, courtesy of Ty Lawson was a TMZ video of Lawson saying basically that the, uh, you know, he went into Los Angeles and they busted the Lakers. And um, that was kind of a funny video that went around because the title of the video was Ty Lawson says Lakers suck. And it's like, well, in the video, he actually never says they suck. He just said, I told Kobe we were going to bust their A and we busted their A. S and another S in there. So anyway, that's kind of what the Nuggets are doing right now. They're just kind of rolling along and, you know, it's good to have more games at home. They're actually going to have some, you know, that four game homestand coming up. Hopefully they'll be able to keep riding a little bit of momentum, but, uh, you know, keep going. Nuggets do what they do. Get out of that eighth seed. They got to get up there and start battling for home court. They got to, they got to get up to the four seed minimum. And it's not a huge difference right now. Nuggets are about uh, four games behind Memphis for the fourth seed, and Memphis is thinking about perhaps trading away Rudy Gay, which is going to kill their scoring. So hopefully that happens. I mean, they already lost O.J. Mayo. If they lose Rudy Gay, that might even hurt them more. So they are catchable, if that's a word. Sure it is. 
All right, we'll be back with a little bit of Broncos talk on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. I feel the master. I feel we y'all ready. ready. They ready. Well, come on. We well, come on. Ready. Y'all ready. They we ready. ready. We ready. We ready. Oh, Yeah, man. How about that? A little Archie Eversoul. We ready. That's usually the song they play right before Broncos games, right? I don't know. I haven't been to a Broncos game in like two years. Well, I guess I went last year to a game, but I haven't gone. You know why? Because I like to watch the NFL on TV. NFL has lost my attendance at games. Sorry, NFL, but I do love your product still. I do watch a lot of NFL on TV. I just like it over going to the games. You know, it's cold out there. I'm 30 years old now. I can't be out there freezing a mold, right? So anyway, I don't know if they're still playing that or not. Maybe somebody can let me know. But the Denver Broncos, huge, gigantic game this weekend. Biggest game for the Broncos since last season against the Patriots. <laughs> it was the same position, right? But did anybody actually believe the Broncos were going to beat the Patriots last year? Did anybody believe that the, that Broncos team last season could be a uh, Super Bowl contender? No. This season, though, completely different story. Denver is the best team in the AFC. They got a game coming up Saturday. If you didn't know, if you weren't aware, Broncos play Saturday at 2.30 against Ray Lewis, Ray Rice, Joe Flacco, and the Baltimore Ravens. I love this because at the beginning of the season, all I talked about was how the Ravens never come to Denver. They're never here. But guess what? Now they're in Denver and they got to play here. Hopefully we won't see any snow because I want to see the best Broncos that we can see. I don't want to see some fluky, weird, bad weather game. And the weather is usually pretty good in Colorado. I have actually not checked any sort of weather report. So I've heard that there's going to be some snow, but I've heard it's only going to be in the mountains perhaps. I go with word of mouth. And then I just kind of go outside and see what happens. But anyway, Broncos going to be playing the Ravens. God, it's going to be a great game. Denver wins that one. They're going to have the AFC Championship game at home. So that would be huge as well. Um, uh, are you nervous for this game, people? Are you, do you have any kind of nerves in you? Because you know what? You really should not. The Broncos are the best team in the AFC. That might feel kind of weird because the Broncos haven't been this good since number seven left town. Broncos have played an AFC championship game. Remember they played the Steelers back when uh, Jake Plummer was here. That team was okay, but they weren't as good as this team. The team last year, obviously not as good as this team. This team is, are they on the same level as the old Super Bowl teams? I don't know. I don't think so. Those teams were amazing. I do know. No, those teams were remarkably good. But this team, 
not that much worse, I don't think. Defense, fast, flies around, creates turnovers, sacks quarterbacks, gets off the field. Offense, balanced, run game, pretty good. Passing game, amazing. Lots of weapons in the passing game. Going to be an awesome game. I don't think Baltimore has what it takes. I think Baltimore had a huge emotional win over the Colts last weekend. Ray Lewis, of course, announcing that he's going to retire after the season. So that gave that gave his team a lift for a game, right? You can't send Ray Lewis out of the NFL on a losing note at home. You can't do that. And like they say with emotion, it can only take you so far. It can get you a win or two, but that's about it. It's not going to get the Ravens a win this weekend in Denver. Emotion is not going to. They're not going to come in here, rally around Ray Lewis like they did because they spent that energy up already. Do you see Ray Lewis dance before the game, got the crowd into it, they went nuts. They brought Ray Lewis out during the victory formation on offense as the deep man. Game ended. They downed the ball. Ravens win. Ray Lewis in the backfield doing a little bit of his Ray Lewis dance. Gets everybody fired up, emotional. Teammates charge out there, hug Ray Lewis, yada, yada, yada. It's over for them. They had their emotional game. Me and me and Ross talked about it last week with Jeff, I believe. You know, the, the Colts went into Baltimore after riding a huge emotional high against the Texans. They won a huge game against Houston to, uh, you know, give their coach a welcome back from coming back from his battle with cancer. And they spent up their emotion. They went into Baltimore. You know, they looked okay. Baltimore just happened to win that game because they were the team with the emotional advantage in that one. This game, though, is going to come down more to X's nose and the Broncos, the superior team there. They have the better defense, even though Baltimore still has Ray Lewis. They have uh, Terrell Suggs. But they don't have what Denver has. They don't have it. Not on defense, not on offense. Joe Flacco, come on, man. It's Joe Flacco versus Peyton Manning. I know Peyton Manning hasn't always been stellar in the playoffs, but he does have a Super Bowl win. He has been there before. He is the most prepared guy you're ever going to find in the NFL. Broncos are ready, man. They are ready. Where are you going to watch this game? That's what I want to know. Are you going to the game? Did you buck up and buy playoff tickets? Did you do that? That's what I would like to know. Did you buy playoff tickets? Do you have playoff tickets already because you're a season ticket holder? And if you're not going to the game, where are you going to watch this thing? Are you going to go to a sports bar? That might not be a bad option because you can't hear the sound. And it's been confirmed, I believe Gary Miller tweeted it out, that Dan Dierendorf and Greg Gumbel are going to be calling this game. So no matter where you watch it, if you're not going to the game, make sure your TV is on mute. Or please, please make sure that you're in a sports bar that's playing music or has a bunch of friends talking or something. And it's kind of funny because I believe that Dan Deardorff and Greg Gumbel did the last Broncos-Ravens game where Dan Deardorff was playing the role of Scott Hastings and Chris Marlowe, sounding like somebody that worked for the team and was completely on Baltimore's side. You know what I mean? It was terrible. So, you know, hopefully uh, the announcers are going to be awful, but the game is going to be sweet. So wherever you watch it, hope you get a whole bunch of food. Get your, you know, your friends, your family, whoever you're going to watch it with. Have a good time. Celebrate. Watch the Broncos get this win against Baltimore. I think they're going to do it. A big reason why Denver's going to be able to get that win, guess who's returning from injury? Ryan Clady practicing today. Chris Cooper 
the guard who has been out of that offensive line, that amazing offensive line has been out for a few weeks. He has been practicing today with the team. Do you like that kind of real body voice? So Chris Cooper back, Manny Ramirez, who is not even close to being on the same level as Chris Cooper, hopefully won't have to play in that game. Hopefully Cooper taking the rest towards the end of the season when the Broncos didn't really need him is going to allow him to play in this game because Denver can use him against Baltimore. Uh, there's also word that, you know, Willis McGahee is playing, but according to the guys over at the Mile High Report, the best Broncos blog based out of Cleveland, Ohio, um, Willis McGahee can't play in this game due to the fact that the Broncos put him on IR, which is different than it used to be. When you used to get put, put when you used to get put on IR, it meant your entire season was over and you couldn't come back and play. But now with the new rule, you just have to sit out a certain amount of weeks, and it just so happens that McGahee could come back and play next week in the AFC Championship game. He can't play this week, although he can practice with the team. So that's huge for Denver, though. Getting Ryan Clady and Chris Cooper out there is very important. Those guys are great players. Broncos need to have their team out there. They, they need to have the team out there because if they don't, they only got 20 guys. The other guys get, uh, well, I guess they get nine. The other guys got 11, 22, 20, 23. So anyway, that's about it for the Broncos. Oh, God, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be great. Uh, but we're going to get into that, I believe, on Thursday, and we do that super podcast. So I don't want to step on too much and repeat too much, but, man, this game is going to be sweet. Broncos are going to take this thing and they're going to go to the AFC Championship game. I can just feel it in my bones. But that's uh, that's Denver for you. Hopefully they're going to – I just – man, I just don't see Baltimore. I don't see what they're going to do. Uh, the other games going on, the other Saturday game, Green Bay at San Francisco. That's a 6 o'clock game. This reminds me of like the old school. I'm expecting Steve Young and Sterling Sharp to be out there and perhaps Terrell Owens as well, right? That's the old Packers-Niners games that I remember, but – you know, that should be a good one, too. Kaepernick versus Aaron Rodgers, whatever. See who gets to that. And then uh, Sunday, we got Seattle and Atlanta. Battle of the uh, battle of the Birds. A true Battle of the Birds in the playoffs. Ross, if you were here, man, you'd love it. Battle of the freaking Birds, man. Ooh, that's going to be a good game, too. I feel like the Falcons, I haven't seen them play for like a year now since the Broncos played them, so... I don't know how they're going to do in the playoffs. And then the uh, late game Sunday, of course, the 2.30 game is going to be the Houston Texans going into New England. I don't really care who wins that game. I don't care who the Broncos, if they win this one, I don't care who they'd play. So, you know, may whichever team win, win. And we'll just take whoever comes. You know what I mean? That's how you got to roll sometimes. You can't be worried about it because you know that you have the better team. The Broncos do have the best team in the AFC. Hopefully they'll prove to have the best team in the NFL by winning the Super Bowl. First things first, you got to send Ray Lewis into retirement. You got to do it. Ray Ray Lewis, probably one of my favorite players of all time. You know, and I'm not going to be rooting for him one iota in this game. I want to see him get beat. I want to see his career end in Denver. Not because I don't like the guy, but just because I'm all about these Broncos, man. Peyton Manning, Noshawn Moreno, Demarius Thomas, Von Miller, Elvis Dumerville, Eric Decker, Mike Adams, Raheem Moore, Vickerson. I don't think I even know Vickerson's first name, but I like that guy. It's a giant. What if his name's not even Vickerson? What if I just screwed that up? 
Ryan Clady, my boy Orlando Franklin from the U. Anyway, get yourself to a TV. Check that bad boy out. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, this really hasn't been as short as any other ones. We're about 50 minutes, so whatever. Maybe a touch shorter, whatnot. Listen to this one. Obviously, you're listening right now, and then uh, we'll see you guys back on Thursday. We're going to be doing a super podcast called Out of Sports Guys, Meet the South Standards. To give you guys a super pod, breaking down the Broncos and everything else, sports live from Boone's Tavern. So until then, enjoy whatever it is you guys are doing. Have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Go Broncos!